1: Okay, Lori, lots of reflection on last couple of sessions with the average Jane and average Joe. And I'm thinking to myself, God has a pretty funny sense of humor, putting two people together with such different startups, you know, before we even get into sex and the average Joe coming in with high focus on the erotic mind and the penis and low scores in the body and the heart and romance. And here you got the average Jane showing up with big heart and in their body, but not really aware of the erotic mind and talking about bad timing. What do we do with this? (laughs)
0: Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist.
1: And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist.
0: And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other.
1: Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body.
0: For a great personal lubricant, please check out uberlube.com and use the coupon foreplay to support us at the podcast thanks george it is so true and i found our last episode so interesting personally and professionally thinking about the average joe and average jane and this dilemma right because women get aroused so much more slowly than men and so I, as i listen to the average joe experience of you know he's all about his penis he's kind of it's almost like it, it just draws his focus to his genitals as he gets aroused. And
1: for women,
0: um, they're That's coming a in visual. at zero. It
1: just draws your focus. It just, anyway. Right. It is. but, but I, just standing I, up, waving to you. Just the whole focus gets toward, <laughs> directed towards that.
0: I love it. And women, I mean, they... they need so much more before they feel anything in their genitals. I mean, women really like doing it once they're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's getting them to doing it that is so hard because I I think in part because they're not having a body prompt, so they don't really know, do I want to do it? I mean, they they have to rely on some other method to decide, yeah, I want to do it.
1: Exactly. So if we're trying to come up with some plan for kind of – heightening Joe's heart and body, making him more fully embodied in the process, right? That balances out the timing a little bit, slows Joe down a little bit more when he's more present, right? How do we speed Jane up? So I think Jane has
0: to essentially realize that this is an area of life that in order to be a good sexual partner, she's going to have to be intentional about it because her body isn't going to cue her and that romantic impulse that she has, maybe she can say, you know, this is usually my partner's love language. I, When I was playing Average Jane, you know, and I'm fantasizing about the dinner I was going to make, you know, it's like my mother told me the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And I think that women need to understand, you know, for most of them, the, their male partner just his biology alone is going to say, you know, sex is his connection path. That's his love language. And I see so many people who say, well, you know, I I don't need that. And it's like, how, that just drives me crazy and it breaks my heart. It's like, how can you look at your partner whom you really love? And I believe they love each other often and just say, I don't need what you need. It's like, but we love them. So we have to find a way, I think, as women to develop eroticism. That's part and parcel to us. It isn't just do it. I mean, I I just think if women say, okay, I'm going to put it on my calendar and I'm going to do it. I think that is, that is so dry, (laughs) you know, instead of the richness that they could have where they, they have a bean. I I
1: think there's nothing wrong with planning it. As long as what you're saying, what feels really important is how do you add the erotic element to the planet? Right. Then it becomes intentional, which is what we're really we're big proponents of on this show. Right. If you could intentionally Jane is putting aside time Thursday night to make that dinner, but she's incorporating the erotic into the dinner and what's going to happen afterwards. You're saying that's going to start revving up those engines to kind of sort of time is not so off between the two.
0: Right. And I didn't mean to criticize a plan. I I think a plan is good. Actually, I think the person with lower libido needs to make the plan. Because if they make the plan as a couple, you know, and they say, okay, Thursday night is our night, it's just pressure again.
1: You got a lot of sexual pursuers out there clapping right now saying, you go, Laurie. I want to hear more about that. (laughs) Yes, the lower person needs to make the plan. We've been saying that forever. Right. They do. Because, first of all, they can. You know, if
0: it doesn't work out for them, they don't disappoint their partner. They also set aside whatever it is they need to get in the mood. So maybe, you know, maybe they learn to take in kind of erotic stimulation in the world. I mean, there is so much of it. I was probably in my early 30s and kind of immersed in children and a bit frumpy and I remember going to Home Depot and I was wearing my husband's leather jacket and and men, not just in orange suits, but a couple of men looked at me and I, I just went, Oh, Oh. And it was only the leather jacket, <laughs> you know? And it was like something resonated in me in terms of, it wasn't that I was attracted to these men or interested. It was just like, I got it. Like there was something that they were seeing me as sexual beings. And it kind of woke me up again. It was like, yeah, I, I am a sexual being and I need to be able to take this in just being aware. And it, it isn't just attention from others. And I I don't, I'm not saying people should be tempted or risk that kind of thing, but sex is present between people and there's songs out there. I mean, you can do it intentionally. You could read something that's a little more erotic, get your body relaxed. I think for women, we talked about this in a training recently, You know, women have an experience of being penetrated and that's like a spatial invasion. And when you're a young mom and you're touched out and you feel like you're giving and giving and giving, it's like that spatial invasion is difficult. So how does she take her space, her autonomy, maybe in other areas so that she can be ready to invite that in her sex life? Like, you know, maybe it's saying hey, I need my independence to be just me, just to be autonomous. So, you know, she goes out, either she's working or she does some sort of hobby or she goes out with her girlfriends. So she has kind of this place that is hers. And then I think when she comes into the sex life, she's more able to share this deep, intimate part of herself. There are just so many ways I think she needs to learn to prioritize eroticism and learn to, I mean, the world is a gift. So many stupid, funny conversations. I can't not hear it anymore. Everything is kind of funny to me. Everything has a little bit to do with sex. You know, if you
1: listen. I love the mindset shift that you're encouraging, which is it's just adding more. If this average Jane, the erotic isn't on her mind, if she's not even noticing her genitals, right, it's going to be even that harder startup. It's more set up for that timing to be off. But if you're reading a book beforehand or you're taking a shower and you're just kind of allowing your body to wake up and, you you know, you're, those, those acts, just, just taking a little space in your brain to think about it, to open up that space, starts to kind of warm that engine up a little bit more than just being totally oblivious to it. And I, I love that you're encouraging women to feel empowered in this process, that this isn't something they do as reactive for their partner. This is about them being able to more fully embody and engage in themselves.
0: You are so right. I, sometimes I listen to women and they say, you know, I, I, just, I just don't need it. And I just mm-hmm. think, oh my gosh, how could you not need this incredibly exciting part of life? I just I want them to remember like remember when you saw your guy across the room at a party and you were so turned on and you had been waiting all week hoping that he was going to come to the party and you see him and there's there is a thrill that goes through your body and I just think you don't want that at least some of the time. I don't expect that in sex. I don't personally expect that in sex every time, but every once in a while and that, just that excitement about life. I don't know how they could want to live without that. And I think it's very complicated why people do this. Women, and look at, there are men that are sexual withdrawers too. You know, lots of them. But it's like, how could you, how could you do this? I think with the men's sexual withdrawers, the difference is, is, they often still feel desire in their bodies so they have some bodily excitement, whereas women, they just
1: let it go dead.
0: And there it's, are many reasons for it, but I'm trying to talk about how do they
1: turn it back on. It's very helpful, to, and I always just wanna balance it out that we're not. I always am, admire that women are willing to kind of lose their sexuality in serving their partner. I think that that intention Of just being selfless and loving and giving yourself right I think the start of it is really a beautiful thing but the setup in that it sends you down a road to get to a point where sex becomes about kind of given to another it's loaded with pressure you can't get started fast enough it ends kind of dissatisfying I mean if that happens enough it makes sense while you get to the place of saying, I don't even care if I ever have this again And what's so tragic is it's the accumulation of the misses and the negative that you can't process or talk about that leads to this numbing. And then before you know it, to keep out the bad, we also leave the good. So what Mm -hmm. you're just giving women permission for is to like, it's okay that you find yourself down that road, but it's never too late to reverse course that you could turn it around. And how we turn it around is start allowing our heart to long again, to want more than just kind of the status quo.
0: Yes, I agree with you. I think that love is a fine motive to begin sex. And I'm not saying she has to be aroused, but we we do want to talk about a little bit how couples can manage this after the break. Love is a fine starting place, but I don't think just to appease your partner, just to make your partner happy
1: is enough for her.
0: I just think there's so much more.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to talking about that more after the break. Okay.
0: Just want to recommend to you again uberlube.com with the coupon Foreplay. This supports us at the podcast and it is a great lubricant. I've been recommending it for years. I give out samples to all my patients. It has long lasting performance without that sticky residue that hangs you up when you're making love. This is scent free, it's taste free, it's a beautiful feeling on your skin of soft and silky. It has only four ingredients and three types of high-grade silicone. There's a trace of vitamin E. It will not impact your pH balance. It doesn't change your hormones. It won't cause allergic reactions, which some of the lubricants out there do. So this is why I can highly recommend this one. It's also recommended by other thousands of doctors globally, and it's made here in the USA. It has discreet and classy packaging, which I love because I can keep it on my nightstand it's a glass container with white lettering. Nobody would see it as any different than a perfume bottle. It's really high class. So please check out uberloop.com and use the coupon foreplay.
1: Save 10% when you use the coupon foreplay at uberloop.com. So for all you therapists out there listening to our show, I really want you to check out successinvulnerability.com, our new training website that we believe is taking online. Therapist training to the next level. It's so focused on moment by moment, practical moves, less theory to really get people to have immediate success. We're trying to measure targets of change so we can see if we're on target or we need to adjust. And the feedback we're getting is really excited. We're incorporating that feedback to continually adjust and to change the schedule. And come join us, SIV team.
0: Also, I'll just put a plug in for it as well, because I am one of the learners and they just released module three, which is so nuanced and so smart. I was listening to it thinking this kind of instruction just is not out there. How to do the micro moves that change people's hearts toward each other. It's so good. So It's reasonably priced. I just encourage you to go over to successandvulnerability.com and sign up. It's great training.
1: So the average Jane starting off with just wanting to love or a willingness to kind of give her body to enjoy is not enough. It's a setup for kind of this future missing timing. It exacerbates the distance. Mm -hmm. So what, what else can Jane do to be more intentional?
0: One of my favorite interventions, if she's willing, is every once in a while, I don't say it has to start this way, but every once in a while when she goes upstairs, maybe before dinner to change her clothes and literally get into something more comfortable, maybe she could use a vibrator. Then by herself, so she comes down aroused because women's inhibition drops with arousal. And so maybe she comes down aroused and she's much more willing to initiate. And you know, can you imagine every touch that she experiences from him then feels good? She's already ready. I think the problem is, is when she's touched at a zero, it doesn't really feel good, it doesn't really turn her on. But if she's touched at a seven, she's lubricated, she's ready, she's mentally less inhibited. And can you imagine her partner, you know, when she comes down hot? And, I mean, it blows mind. And I'm not saying it has to do that every once in a while, but I think every single person wants to feel desired by their partner. And if you're the guy, and I think you're, as a man – You really are responsible for more initiation because you have more testosterone. Mm But this is not equivalent. It's not fair, but the body levels are not fair. So I just think, you know, she could do that. Or she could go up to bed, get ready, and read some erotic material so that she's kind of priming herself. I mean, there's a million things I think, like create sort of a bed in front of the fire. You know, I think preparation is really good for her. I think if she's planning, look at, I had my my alone time. I had my bath. I had my exercise. Exercise is actually a really great way to ease into arousal. After yeah. 30 minutes of exercise, there's this magic 30 window where you can get aroused more easily. I mean, there's just things. I think it's about being intentional, realizing that okay, maybe he's got to help me get aroused most of the time, but every once in a while coming into it that way, I feel better. It's more exciting for me.
1: And if that's not your answer, what we're encouraging is you find your answer. There's some way out there for that average Jane to be more intentional about coming into this moment a little bit more primed. To not just be responsive to their partner's advances, but to take, be empowered with your own moves and whatever that looks like. All right, well, let's shift gears. Okay. Let's talk about Average Joe. And, you know, if we're trying to speed Average Jane up a little bit, how do we slow Average Joe down? I, I do, what I find helpful is, Again, I'm tactical. I'm a fixer. I'm a thinker. So, you're you know, a man. When I, when I think about what are the goals of sex, I mean, the, the typical five goals, right? Is it, is it for pleasure? Is it for intimacy? Connecting mm-hmm. with my partner? Is it for tension relief? Is it for procreation? Or is it like to build your self esteem? Like, you mm-hmm. know, those tend to be the five goals of, of, of sex. And I think the numbers break down each time. Like when I'm looking for pleasure or Average Joe is looking for tension, like that's a more proactive initiating response. I mean, your body wants something and and it kind of goes for it. And a lot of the times intimacy is more of a reactive, it's a a receptive response. It's like Mm -hmm. I'm responding to you and kind of what the relationship needs. So I think a big part of the Average Joe is just building up that intimacy muscle. Mm-hmm. To just to recognize there's more than just this need for pleasure and tension relief in sex. That there's something about, I mean, the word that shocks me, it, it's so important in sex, for both sexes, but even for men, to be relaxed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the opposite of what I think about with sex. It's about revving up. It's about intensity. It's about, you know, the drive force. So yeah. the, the, the importance of, of relaxing. And bringing your whole body into the experience. So if you just kind of lay there and allow your body to feel, you know, your, your heels on the bed, your elbows on the bed, your back, just to feel the different parts of your body coming into the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Just allowing your heart to feel more about the, the love that you share, the importance of your connection, feeling that more romantic side of you, even before mm-hmm. it comes into the bedroom. Yeah. I was working with a couple the other day where every time the husband touches the wife, the wife gets the response that it's going to lead to sex. Like touch is always sexualized. And she was saying, you know, the one night I came and I had a really tough day at work and I was super stressed out. And really what I wanted was you to just hold me. And just tell me it's gonna be okay. And I wanted to fall asleep feeling safe. I wanted to touch not to lead to sex. Mm-hmm. Right? It was so hard for this man, even as he it starts off wanting to connect and just hold his wife, before you know it, his body starts to get aroused. Sure. Right? So, how do we help men see the value of non sexual touch?
0: I think part of it is there's nothing wrong with his body getting aroused. But when she needs just holding and not sex, I think communication would be helpful saying, you know what, baby, I'm holding you. You're so sexy. My body's responding, but we're not going to have sex tonight. You know, it's okay. It's okay that I have an erection. I mean, so many women feel responsible. If he has an erection, then they have to have sex. And if he could just verbalize and say, you know, can't help it. (laughs) You're just too sexy, but I'm not. Asking for sex. This is just what my body does. I mean, saying that out loud would be, you know, helpful to her to not feel that responsibility. We say this and hit this over and over again, but women need emotional connection to feel desire. And so they need concentrated attention. I mean, when you come home and you want sex, it's not just bring flowers and say, hey, you want to do it. It's It's paying attention. What was your day like? Using good reflective language. What is your partner's love language? Is your partner's love language words of appreciation? I mean, do you tell them and thank them for all that they contribute to your life? Do you pay attention? I mean, I just think it's sometimes we're preoccupied with our day and we forget to do that. We forget to check in. We forget to appreciate the gifts that our partner is bringing, we forget to appreciate their struggle. I mean, you're teasing here saying, you know, I'm a fixer and, 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 and I'm glad for your input about sex. Very glad, George. I think you're bringing so much to this, but also, I mean, you need to encourage the men to not necessarily just fix, but to be good listeners because women need that. They need to feel like they've got your attention
1: well, men need it too. They just and need yes, it at yes. different times, right? It's usually they want to talk afterwards or, you know, once they feel connected, this is that right. God has a funny sense of humor. But what I, what I like what we're doing in this conversation is we're trying to expand it from both people just trying to kind of take responsibility for how they can show different moves. Mm-hmm. But also, how do you take the other person's moves less personal? Mm-hmm. And help them with it instead of blaming them for it. Right. right. So, if I'm the average Joe, part of my job, if I want to have a successful relationship with you, is to say, well, how do I, how do I want speed you up if that would be helpful, or two, mm-hmm. how do I let you be okay doing it differently than me, mm-hmm. right? Giving you a sense of non-sexual touch that's important for both of us. Like they, I have to be, expand my framework to do that. Or the flip side, how do you help me become more embodied, more relaxed, to see more than just, you know, the sexual erotic focus that I come mm-hmm. in with, right? I mean, there's nothing better to grow each other than the two of us having these conversations, really kind of honoring the good reasons. We we might drive each other crazy, but when we're in sync, we balance each other out really nicely. True, very true.
0: And I think that this difference between men and women and how quickly and not quickly they get aroused. I mean, it forces us to be human. It forces us to talk, It forces us to understand each other. I mean, there is a good thing about it that we're not just rabbits, you know, always ready. You know, I don't know. There's something very human about it to get there.
1: And that sounds like another episode to really honor the struggle that's just built into this process. It seems something really important about missing each other that's really necessary and valuable, and yet most of us never get help put in words to that struggle that seems so human.
0: I think too, and I've said this before, but the sexiest thing a man can say to a woman is, take your time, baby. Like If she senses from him that he is willing, sometimes, right, sometimes to do the slow path, and sometimes she should be willing to do the quick path to get to orgasm, um, maybe with a vibrator. But sometimes for him, if it's like, hey, this is this is we got all the time in the world, let's just take time, and he does that really slow arousal. I think that develops a lot of confidence in a woman about her body response. Right. If he'll take that time and say, you know, we don't have to get there right away. We have all night, or we have. Saturday morning, or we just have time. I I think women just, they give up on their body. They say, okay, it's been 10 minutes and I'm not feeling anything. So let's just have intercourse. You know, it's not my night. And if he can say, whoa, 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 let's, it's okay. You know, we have a couple hours here, let's keep going. And and I know that midweek, three children, two jobs, you don't have two hours. Okay. So that's a quickie night, you know, but on the weekend or Going away to a hotel room, you do. And that could be his gift, is just telling her, it's okay, baby. You know, we got all the time. That, that
1: is really lovely. It is lovely. And let's return the, the gift to the men out there. But right? every man wants to hear, hey, I really want you. And right? I'm doing this because I need this. I'm not doing this for you. So to kind of show that, 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 that startup, that kind of coming into it with more energy, that passion, right? It's so often the love language that men are looking for.
0: They are. Everybody needs to be desired. And I think when your partner asks, your face has to light up. I mean, even if it's not your night and you know you're too tired, when your partner asks you for sex, your face has to respond with love and joy and say, oh, but I'm so tired. But the first thing on your face has to be joy. Like your partner is expressing deep vulnerability when they ask you for sex.
1: Well, there's plenty of chances to practice and <laughs> there's a lot of different types of sex, but some of the time the stars have to align and both people have to find themselves in that sweet spot of en- wanting it for each other, wanting it for themselves and getting taken to the stars. which. It's where sex is going to bring us. (laughs) Okay.
0: I love that. Well, thanks for listening to 4Play Radio. Keep it hot. Yeah. George, we finally get to go to Sex is a Safe Adventure. You know, with COVID, we haven't been able to do this class that is the integration of sex therapy and EFT. And I've been waiting for this for a year. So I'm glad. They're friends of yours in New York, right?
1: Yes. I'm so excited to spend some time with two wonderful presenters, Dr. Zoya Zima-Hutskaya and Mike Moran, two fantastic EFT therapists and supervisors, and they're really on the leading edge of integrating sex and couples relationships.
0: I can hardly wait to hear what they say. I've been waiting for it for a long time. So when is it? It's October 23rd through the 24th I believe it's a two day seminar and how do they reach these if some of our EFT therapists or other therapists want to learn this how do we reach you? Just
1: go to the website org and come join us Lori and I will be students during this two day training so looking forward to
0: you can text us and we'll talk during the whole thing we'll have little side notes and chats that'll be fun
1: come and join us Call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery.